stupendous listeners this is aaron thank you so much for downloading and listening to this minisode we are almost to the beginning of season three and i know i've said it before but i am thoroughly excited about this season our team has been working very hard to bring this to you and if you don't know we do pleasure town on nights and weekends we start with our 41st hour of the week to bring this to you it's a labor of love but we hope you love it just as much as we do this minisode was written by a two-time minisode writer winner, Richard Izzo. Richard, thank you so much for uh, contributing to Pleasure Town twice in a row. You might remember his story from the last minisode stretch, My Life Wondering. That's minisode three. It's an excellent story this time. I really hope you enjoy it. And as you probably know, we have a new website. It's amazing. It's shiny. It makes us look a thousand times cooler than we actually are. You can dive in, learn more about Pleasure Town, find the connections between episodes and characters. And while you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter. Got a lot of interesting news updates about the show coming out, so you want to get in touch with that. But enough from me. Let's get to the minisode. Mr. Claw was a haunted man. He always said he wanted the town to be a place where the pursuit of pleasure was encouraged. But I never saw a man who pursued pleasure so much and had so little. When I saw him leaving the brothel once, I remember hearing one of the ladies say, that drunk plows like he's hiding from something. Didn't figure out what she meant until one day I ran into Claude at the saloon. He was sitting by himself at the bar, staring into an empty pint. Saddled myself next to him, and before I knew it, he just started talking. Not sure if it was to me or at me, but I knew that when Claude talks, it's a good idea to listen. I was 16 or so, ornery's a mule, living among the bayous in Mississippi. Mom was bedridden from an illness I can't remember, and my father was a hard, mean man who looked at the world with contempt. Some folks hate because of a wound in their past. For my father, hate was the fuel that fed him, and anything around him tainted with the stench of kindness had to be cleansed at all costs. Jack and Israel were quiet men. They'd pick cotton and tend the hogs from sunup to sundown, even on Sundays. As a son of their master, they knew not to trust my presence, but with time and my offers of whiskey stolen from my father's stash, they came to tolerate my visits. For once in my life, I'd keep my full mouth shut and listen as they told stories passed along over generations, all the way back to Africa. Liquor-liberated tongues spoke of the agony of chains and whips, the quiet tears of sisters raped, the betrayal as men flogged the children they helped bring into this world, and the songs, songs of despair entwined with hope, whose notes made my skin burn my bones shake. Through their eyes, I came to see time as a road paved with thorns, and all of us walking barefoot. My father eventually discovered my whiskey pilfering and my fraternizing with the slaves. He flogged me with a switch for I can't remember how long, but that was nothing compared to what he did to Jack and Israel. He beat the two men all night. By sunup, Israel was dead. 
and Jack was battered beyond recognition. My father made me watch the beating. I could not believe one man could inflict so much pain. But what frightened me most was the look on my father's face as he raised that whip. There was no rage in the man's face. Just calm, as if he were merely scratching an itch. My father slapped me when I attempted to wipe the blood off Israel's swollen and stiffened face. He then ordered me to start a fire away from the barn. We burned the bodies of hogs that died of swine fever. Once I'd piled enough dry brush and logs, my father lit the pile and dumped two dead hogs on top. He then ordered me to carry Israel's body and place it on top of the raging flames. I gazed down the long stretch of road away from our plantation. There I saw the future, and I wanted to run toward it. My father was standing by my side, his cold eyes peering into the center of the fire. Out of fear of another beating, I did what I was told. Now mind that fire, boy, and if I see you so much as walk away to take a piss, I'll break all your teeth, and if you ever steal from me again, you'll never see the next sunrise. You hear me, boy? It was the last time I ever said, yes, sir. A few days later, I slipped into the house, grabbed some clothes, stole a bottle of whiskey and some coins from my father's cash box, and ran like hell to New Orleans. I may have escaped my father, but I'll never leave those nightmares. Israel's face melting away. Smoke from that mix of human and porcelain flesh. They're forever trapped in this human cage. They're free men, you know. I could have told them that. That the war had been over for years. That Lincoln had long ago emancipated them. But then I'd be without the stories. I fed them whiskey and made them entertain me. I was a slaveholder without the whip. And for my work, one man was beaten to death and another lamed. You wonder why I drink? You think I'm trying to drink away the pain? It's not how it works. Pain's always there. I drink so I don't give a goddamn about the pain. And then I pass out. That's how it works. That's how it works. Memory must have worn him out. Because a minute later, he was snoring. Hello, Pleasure Town listeners. This is Emily Modaf, senior producer of the show. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in to our third mini-sode of this mini-season. If you haven't heard our first two episodes, you can head over to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you haven't explored our new website, that's pleasuretownshow.com, go do that because we are so proud of it. We have a new blog, we have a character map so you can keep everything straight. And thanks again to our Kickstarter backers whose donations help to fund the creation of this new website. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
Let us know how you like the show. You can also do that by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rate and review. So as always, it's time to thank the crew that made this episode possible. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Richard Izzo and produced by Colin Wright. It was performed by Chris DeSalvo and Keith Ecker with editorial oversight by Aaron Cahill. Pleasure Town was created by Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahill. Our senior producer is me, Emily Modaff, and our associate producers are Brady Guy, Joe Courtney, Lizzie Seidenstricker, and Colin Wright. Our staff writer is Gwyn Fulcher. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. Pleasure Town is a part of the WBEZ Podcast Network. Discover more excellent shows by visiting wbez.org slash podcasts. Pleasure Town is an ever-growing interactive narrative which relies on your creativity, your imagination, and especially your voice to expand the legend. Find out how you can join the story at pleasuretownshow.com. Talk to you soon. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.